Hello. We're Local Matters. Uh, I'm George Hallford, and boy, do we have a, I, I almost say this every week, but we have a deal today. The purpose of our show is to uh, is is to find and bring to the public interesting people who every day make a difference in our the fabric of our community, uh, the sense of place, the sense of purpose. Um, and uh, one of the gifts that I get is I, um, I get people I think I really know I don't know. And I'm hoping that the, I know that'll be the case today. Uh, today we have Rick Larson, uh, retired uh, CEO of Flexial, uh, entrepreneur, author, photographer, and you'll learn more about that. And uh, you already know, Rick, my job is to be quiet and listen, and that's going to be very, very difficult. So, well, welcome. George, it's, it's a lot delight to be here. It's it's fun to get together again. Uh, we were together for quite a few years. We working, were. working together with the chamber. So, this is exciting. We're going to start and uh, at age birth. And uh, you remember the uh, – and uh, take us all the way through. Talk to us a little bit about your growing up, formative years, lessons learned, whatever you want to talk about. Don't spend a lot of time in high school, but let's, let's – where, 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 where have you been? Who are you? Well, I was born in Connecticut. Um, okay. My, uh, my dad was uh, an engineer. He was uh, in World War II. He worked on the Corsair. And all his engineering background um, was uh, – it just spilled over into me. And, well, sure. And uh, I, I developed a passion for it. My dad was consumed with speed, so we built things that went very fast and <laughs> tended to break quite a bit. So <laughs> it was uh, – but, but that was – it was exciting times, and I really had you know, no complaints about, about my childhood. It was a lot of fun. Um, we left uh, Connecticut in, when I was uh, almost 16, mm-hmm. moved to Ocala, Florida, and uh, so my, my – uh, uh, my story is kind of split in uh, split in half between my teen years between uh, between there and uh, Ocala, Florida. I fell in love with with uh, the South. I didn't particularly fall in love with Florida, but <laughs> but I served thirty years there. So wow. <laughs> but uh, but that's where I I went my last two years of high school, and that's when I met Jane, and uh, we got married right out of high school. And, For sure. And uh, that was not probably the smartest thing to do, but um, it was a tough way to to go from there to uh, eventually becoming an engineer. Uh, I went to school at night for uh, eight years to to a community college, junior college, they sure. called it at the sure. time, uh, in Daytona Beach. And then from there, uh, went to uh, what is today UCF, University yes. of Central Florida. It was Florida Tech back then. That was when it was the real school. Uh, it's the make-believe school today. <laughs> but uh, studied engineering, mechanical engineering. Uh, in that whole time, I stayed uh, with the same company. I, I went to work with a company in Daytona. It was a small aerospace company. And I stayed with them through that whole time. Uh, I was building some equipment that they wanted. So I, when I was going to school for the three years of engineering studies, I stayed with them, went back and, and, uh, and worked on weekends with them. Uh, graduated in 77. Mm-hmm. I was an old man <laughs> compared to, <laughs> yeah. to most folks. There, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of fellows there my age from, uh, from Vietnam. So they were catching up too. But, uh, uh, from there, um, I stayed with that company until, uh, 1988. 
uh, developed quite a lot of equipment with them, uh, eventually became engineering manager. Uh, but I had a lot of fun working with the company and that I could do a lot of uh, new idea development, uh, did quite a few years of just developing new machines, new processes, um, wound up with, uh, I think, 10 patents there. Wow. And, uh, and then a company, Robert Shaw in Knoxville, mm-hmm. uh, contacted me and uh, said, uh, we'd like you to come up here and, and put together the same type of company, building the same product. Um, the kids were grown. One was married, and the other one was um, was in Georgia Tech, uh, going on to be another engineer. Wow! Uh, the third wow. in the series. Uh, that's <laughs> Trevor, and um, and my daughter Donna was was married and in Florida. So um, we were an empty house, and we said, "Well, what the heck? Let's let's we're so uh, far. Let's, you know, we we wanted to live. Jane and I wanted to live in the mountains. We had this crazy dream. Oh, sure. When we had nothing, we wanted to live." Somewhere in the mountains, uh, we bought a place eventually in Boone, North North Carolina, and developed it, mm. and, and uh, built a thirty six foot bridge across the across a big creek, and um, and set up a, a little place there, and that's kind of where our dream was. And, and then we wound up in in Cookville, Tennessee, and uh, I looked around. And I said, "Well, heck, we're in the mountains. <laughs> you, we are. We are. <clears throat> we're, we're in the mountains, and we never <laughs> we hardly ever went back to uh, to Boone. Uh, we loved it, but eventually sold." Sold Boone, we we came up and uh, and started uh, the business for Robert Shaw here in Cookville. It was uh, to build the core technology that I've worked on my whole life, and that's welded metal bellows, which uh, yeah. doesn't look anything like fireplace bellows, but uh, <laughs> they're round and squeezy and uh, can do all kinds of things for aircraft and spacecraft and that sort of thing. So. Um, with the company in Florida, I had uh, I, I worked very heavily on the Apollo program. Um, wow! And uh, got to have a lot of space junk. That it was it's kind of fun to make space junk. But we, there's <laughs> space junk sitting on the moon, and um, we got to, got a chance to build a, a huge component for a spy satellite. I think the correct term is reconnaissance satellite. We don't use spy right. satellites. Um, but uh, in in Tennessee, we we started a, the same type of company, um, but unfortunately, Robert Shaw had been sold uh, to a British company and uh, hmm. were over leveraged and went started going belly up. Um, an eighty year old company, it seemed like a good solid company when we moved sure. up here, sure. and then uh, in a in a few years, they they started falling apart while we were growing like crazy here in Cookville. Uh, they eventually said, we're going to consolidate your operation to Carthage. And I said, well, I'm really happy in Cookville. There you go. Sure. <laughs> Eldon sold me on Cookville. I Eldon Leslie. Uh, uh, Eldon Leslie. My uh, predecessor. <clears throat> your predecessor. I, we could have sold ourselves. We didn't have any problem Oh, yeah, that. but he kind of yeah. tipping point. Right. So uh, we, we, we looked over the situation. We said there, the company is going to go under uh, – so we, the team that I put together, several of us decided to, uh, let's start our own company. Let's let's just do our own thing, and uh, made an offer to buy the operation. Couldn't come to an agreement with Robert Shaw, so we we just start went, up. Yep. started up on a wing and a prayer and a prayer and a prayer. And uh, I want to come back to that too, and maybe the next segment too, but. Uh, George Hawford with uh, Rick Larson on Local Matters. I got to do this, and you don't have to answer, okay? You told me <laughs> I'll pay. When, when I saw in your notes here 
that you really like speed. <laughs> and then you share with me there's some stories I probably can't tell, and I'm not asking you to tell them, but did it have anything to do with propulsion and speed? Anything? My my dad my dad was consumed with he, his generation grew up with propellers. Yes, and yeah. So yeah. I grew up with propellers and learned to carve propellers and make propellers and and wow. things that use propellers for propulsion. Uh, one of the things was a it was a, called a motor sled. It was a device that had runners went on ice, and uh, he I think. I think we. I started on his second generation or third generation where I began to, to have fun with him. I began to have fun. Um, and then we built another one, uh, the one I built as a teenager, and it would do about 120 miles an hour on the ice. And uh, <laughs> But it was not soundly constructed, and uh, <laughs> it, it had some deficiencies. And one of the deficiencies was that the carburetor could ice up, uh, and it did. And I was running it, and uh, and I couldn't pull the throttle back, and I hit some snow and went sailing in all directions. Um, I bobbed around the inside of it. So we didn't have seat belts and uh, shoulder harnesses no, and, not back and, and all that stuff. No. I, I mean, they did exist. We just didn't bother with them. <laughs> um, we we just pushed the throttle all the way to the end and see what happens, and something always happened. Um, in this case, the thing came apart. The axle broke. It went into a spin, uh, threw me all over the inside, and – uh, eventually, uh, I saw my dad come running up across the, the lake just in a panic. And when he saw me, I had several little head cuts. And, and, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, that looks like uh, like fatality. He thought he thought I had Uh-oh. died for sure. But, yeah, we, we did a well, lot of crazy not, things like this. That's crazy, but it, it could have been a lot worse. You know, you, we were talking off air, too, in his, his first segment, um, uh your journey, uh, if you, you know, if you, if we had told, if somebody told you, growing up that you'd be in Cookville, Tennessee, with your wife and your family's here now. I understand your mm-hmm. your son and uh, your wa- daughter as a moose. So the, this is home now. It's home. Yeah. Uh, you is... know, you said no, 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 no. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing <laughs> other things or when or I was a, when I was a kid in Connecticut, we had a, a a giant upright radio that somehow or another just sat in the attic. And a friend and I started playing with the radio and tuned it around and picked up Grand Ole Opry. Whoa! From okay. not from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, <clears throat> WSM, yeah. I think was the WSM. WSM, yes, yep. and uh, we wound up coming, getting together and listening to this thing every Saturday night. I guess it was uh, listening to Grand Ole Opry, and what a hoot! Uh, to, <laughs> never in my life would have ever dreamed. I didn't no, know. Never know. I, never know. I didn't know where Tennessee was. I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is that is really great. We're gonna. We're going to come back um, and re- really spend the next segment talking about. We, we I cut you off while ago. Uh, you're with Flex Hill, and it, mm-hmm. that story in itself of uh, of you and your partners and how, is just uh, it's who we are. It's entrepreneurs. It's Tennessee Tech. It's it's our way of life. So you really found a home, didn't you? I did. I did. And and uh, working with you with the chamber was. Absolutely a hoot. Uh, you uh, you guided me along, pushed me along, and uh, uh, had no idea what I was doing. Uh, well, there's no saying that the, the, the true wealth of any community lies not in its treasure, but in the quality of its people, the quality of its leadership. Yeah. And we found, when we moved here in 04, what you found. 
what a wonderful community and region and state. And that's we're here that we retired here. Thirty five years. So uh, we're going to love it. Uh, George Hawford with uh, Local Matters with Rick Larson, and we're going to talk more about Flexio back soon. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. George Hallford, Local Matters, uh, here with Rick Larson, retired. Uh, I say retired. You're in so many things right now, Rick, but retired CEO of Flexial, a high-tech. We're going to hear more about that, of aluminum welded bellows uh, for a NASA Tier 1 supplier. But I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to do your show. So I, <laughs> but, Rick, let's, let's start there, uh, restart there. Uh, you, you, you mentioned Robert Shaw. You came here, and then you came to Cookville, and let's pick right. up there, and let's talk about what happened. Uh, yeah, when when Robert Shaw Robert Shaw wanted to get into the product that we built, Robert Shaw built the granddaddy version of of our our product, okay. and, uh, okay. and they wanted to get into a newer technology. Uh, we came up here and started the company in Cookville. Um, and uh, uh, we were we were into several aircraft applications with Robert Shaw. But uh, the rest of it was was mostly commercial commercial products. Um, when when Robert Shaw went under, they basically just folded. Eighty mm-hmm. uh, year old company wow. was kind of unfortunate. Uh, that left the uh, the the startup that we built. Uh, they had moved it to Carthage, and I told them I wasn't going to go there. So we started Flexil. When uh, we we. All, at the, in the end, we wound up absorbing that operation and bringing it in, into into uh, Flexil, but we moved uh, very heavily, deliberately into aerospace. The, that's the that's the area that I have the most fun in. Oh uh, sure, it's it's you never know what the next thing is, and it's always crazier than the one before. So it, it, it's really exciting. Now they're not made out of aluminum. We've never made an aluminum bellows. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> no, they're made out of stainless steels. They're made out well, of right. uh, nickel alloys, and and they're made out of titanium. Um, we worked very closely with Tennessee Tech on uh, uh, on several uh, DARPA programs, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. I think I got that right. DARPA. We worked on several grants from DARPA, and uh, one of them was to uh, develop a, a, another sal- another uh, sunshade, like the the one I talked about earlier, uh, for a. Uh, in this case, not a spy satellite, but for the the front end of a standard missile three kinetic warhead. Um, in doing that and working with them, we developed uh, titanium heat treated titanium, where we were able to roll that over into uh, the F thirty five. The F thirty five was in development at the time and needed uh, high pressure accumulators for all the actuation mm-hmm. surfaces on them. 
So that that became another fun project. And then NASA came to us uh, and wanted uh, part wanted bellows components as as containers, basically flexible containers to. Uh, uh, to go in the urine processor system in the ECLIS system that goes on the space station. And so we built uh, several different units for, for that for that application, including the big container that contained drinking water. Uh, so hmm. the water, you know, the 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 liquids flush, and <laughs> and all the all the perspiration and everything else that wound up in the space station wound up going through purification and coming out uh, in a in a big bellows tank that uh, they could dispense water from. My my, my son said, um, Dad, it sure doesn't make you want to have a cool one, does it? How about that? You know, you know when um, first moved here and went went down to see you for, for our audience out there. This isn't like a, a, a standard company that you're looking at. These are, I mean, microscope. You are doing miniature, yes. very small, intricate things. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Yeah, the welding is uh, is the welds themselves that put these things together are very small because we're working with with metal, the thickness of a sheet of paper or even thinner than that. Wow! Uh, so and we're welding the edges together. So that, that's uh, that's a very special technology and uses very low power welding equipment, and you have to basically see it under a microscope. It's sure. just just too talk small. about you, off air. We were talking a while ago about. I can't imagine what Jane thought when you you start your your startup was in your home. Would you talk about <laughs> what you did and hiring David Prowse and Roger? Right. Just talk about those early years and what how that grew. You said something about one the den was one thing and the bedroom was the other. Right? Yeah, we we took a bedroom and turned it into David's office. This is at the in the house when we first started uh, Flexeal. Um, so David took a bedroom. We we emptied it out, put a desk in there, and he had the view of the swimming pool. And, <laughs> and my office was tucked back away, and uh, and I didn't. Uh, but we started there. We had a small building out back uh, that we where we actually started Flexeal, uh, started welding parts back there, and then moved into town. Uh, went through several uh, larger and larger facilities, and then uh, then ultimately back into the facility that we built for Robert Shaw. And the company has been in that facility ever since. Uh, so the the story that I heard originally, you started in the garage. No, it was a bedroom. That's well, what, the, the, the bedroom. Office. You moved to the garage, and then you finally got a a, a physical plan. Right. Yeah, we wound up on Fifteenth Street, and then we went on to Brown Avenue, and we kept running out of space, and ultimately went back into the facility uh, that uh, that Johnny Stites built. And, uh, uh, and that's great. So. And then you uh, moved on, and. Um, uh, you sold your company, right? And then tw- had very successful. Oh, the other thing is NASA. It, it was unbelievable. It, it, it's like every so often you'd go out there, and NASA was there. I mean, for a community our size to have with Tennessee Tech and others, it was a the Na- relationship with NASA. Right? NASA worked with very closely with us. It was it was a the greatest. To me, the greatest arrangement because they're they're just down the road. They're they're just down in Alabama and Huntsville, and yeah, that's um, right. And that's right. we we built a, pro- a very special product that they needed, and their engineering teams wound up at, at our place quite often. Um, we we uh, we had a bit of a joke. We we would wear ties when we had visitors. <laughs> oh sure. Uh, and oh, yeah. we were probably the last company in the world <laughs> to wear ties when visitors came in. And finally, NASA called me up one day and said, "Rick, it's okay. We're, we're right? coming up. Would you please not wear ties this time?" So. <clears throat> 
But what a, what a story of, of, of technology and Brown Avenue comment. What a, what a, what a resource that whole area has spawned so much business It has back, back uh, before the interstate and mm-hmm. before all the, the growth, uh, a lot of companies got their starting. Have come and gone Avenue. there. Yeah. yeah we, I, we passed on through there for several years and then, uh, but uh, but but there there are quite a few older facilities there. We we kind of jazzed it up as much as we could, and uh, and uh, then eventually moved back to the uh, facility on Gold Drive. And that is great. And I was also sharing. Um, you must have given David Prowse and Roger the <laughs> the the entrepreneurial flu or something, because I mean, like David is. David. carrying on the the tradition that Rick started here, and in in other. Businesses. He, he, David is one of the most capable, intuitive individuals I've ever worked with. Uh, for for anything, anything mechanical, anything, oh, I yes. mean, almost anything in manufacturing. It, it's it's in his blood. It's in his nature. Uh, and and it, I, he was the first person I interviewed when I came to Cookville. We hit it off, and we've been friends ever since. And Roger, uh, Roger came in into this uh, because. Jane said, you don't know anything about finance. That's right. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Somebody needs place. to control it. <laughs> uh, where's Rod, I, this is, where's Roger today? Uh, he's retired, but he's working now with uh, uh, one of the accounting firms here in Cook Well, Valley. good. I haven't seen him in uh, years. But we, were, I, we just came at a great time and got to know you and the team and the things that uh, – that we were doing, but it's really uh, going down memory lane, Rick, and they do go <laughs> fast. You know, I'm getting excited in the next segment. We're going to talk about your books and your photography and the future and uh, anything else you want to talk about, but the technology end, you're way above uh, my, my, my head, and I, but I know the audience can mostly understand that. Uh, George Hawford, Local Matters, with Rick Larson, uh, uh, local CEO of Flexial, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you. Welcome back. George Halford, uh, Local Matters, and uh, again, happy to have Rick Larson, a good friend and entrepreneur and retired, uh, among a lot of other things. He's still very active, the CEO of Flexial, not an aluminum. Retired. Retired, yeah. Yeah, emphasis on not not an aluminum welded, obviously. <laughs> it's a, a microscopic welding for NASA, and that that's a layman's <laughs> term. But it's um, what a, what a great time. Let's let's spend uh, this la- this last segment talking about man. When you we say retired, that that's not correct. You're you're involved in so many things and have so much many passions and interests. Let's just wherever you want to start. Well, the you know, first of all, retired. We, we retired in <laughs> 2011, and uh, so I, uh, I'm not associated with uh, with Flexio anymore, but it, it just looks like it's doing great, and uh, I'm real proud of the team that's taken over. Um, there are so many uh, challenges and so many fun things that, uh, that, that can be done to – uh, just to satisfy my own curiosity or to help others. Help the community, uh, yeah. And to help the community. Uh, my th- The opportunity that you gave me to, to work with the chamber was wonderful. Um, I have I, – I seem to have an unending stream of, of, of uh, hobbies and passions that Jane just puts up with. Because uh, <laughs> <clears throat> she never knows what's coming next. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I had a 
have a passion for photography, but I, I've kind of backed away from that because most of that photography is getting kind of dangerous at my age. Um, I, most of my photography was around waterfalls and uh, uh, and places like that that are caves. I remember caves. Yes, we we did a we did a, a very large format photograph mm-hmm. down in a in a saltpeter mine, saltpeter cave, um, and uh, printed that out. My my work was all large format, so the prints were. Uh, six seven feet yes and uh, very very large prints um i think the biggest was about eight feet wide and six feet high or something like that so rick i was going to say i was one time i was in your office or at your house or somewhere and there was just probably the one you're one you dropped the cave and it was like a six foot (laughs) right and what you had to do as far as your yeah, timing one, and piecing it together, for lack of a better, it, it was stitched together. It, uh, we we shot it in about uh, seven or eight different uh, different photos, uh, having to light it with with several different lights. And my my camera lit the other cameras that lit the other lights, and uh, and and we put all that together into one gigantic picture. It's the only time we've been able to see the entire cave in one in one big look. Um, I did a lot of waterfalls, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, well, the one the one that's in the chamber, the the big that. vertical uh, that's that's there. What is it, six or seven feet? You feel like you're walking into the waterfall <laughs> when you yeah. walk up the stairs. Yeah. That's a, that's a big print. Uh, a lot of that was a lot of fun to do. Um, I I have always loved to write. Um, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, my early writing was in journal was for technical journals, um, and the first one I wrote I submitted to the the welding journal because our our mm-hmm. work was all involved in, in precision welding. I submitted it, and it was on the one of the first machines that I built that I had a patent on, and, and uh, it wound up on the cover, which really tickled me. Uh, but I've I've been. Uh, I've been in, I guess, five or six magazines. I've done Whoa. maybe a dozen articles. Yeah. I've been on three covers. That, the, to me, the <laughs> most the fun, most fun is is getting on a cover. But I uh, I always wanted to write something more, uh, just a little bit more than an article. And uh, after I retired, well, the year I retired, I wrote uh, the 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 series of of short stories about where I grew up with my dad and doing. Mm-hmm. All the crazy things that took me really, really close to extinction. But you said you could <clears throat> things you could report. <laughs> things, yeah, the thing, the things that Some I can talk about. Might not be able to report. No, but but <laughs> uh, but that book uh, it's called This Close. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting God, here looking at a copy right now. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, that's that's the survival book. That's the one that I made it through through t- my teen years. Uh, but then I wanted to write a. I always wanted to write a complete novel, a complete story yep. from start to front, from front to back. And uh, I wrote that last year. We published that. Um, it's called Beings of the Same God, uh, and it's a it's science fiction. It's a Christian speculative fiction. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it just a little different. But it's not a preachy book. It's a it's a it's a science fiction book. So it's kind of a kind of a fun fun piece of work. Uh, working on the sequel to it now, and uh, and hope maybe that'll come out next year. Your uh, good friend, Doctor Hudson, Tony Hudson, and I had breakfast this morning, and he said, "Do you know he's an author?" And he mentioned beings of the same God being a. It's set in the Upper Cumberland or it, Tennessee Tech. So, for those of us that read this, you you'll recognize a lot of the stuff. Is that? I set the I set the story up on the Obi River um, yeah. because the essence of the story needed. 
a river with a big, long, deep gorge, and that, <laughs> that the Obi River has you know, it's like three hundred and feet deep, something like that, and uh, uh, maybe three better than three hundred feet wide, wide, and uh, and a tiny little river running down the the, the bottom, and the, so the story is is about that and. Uh, uh, some folks from another planet and yeah. coming here and, and Tennessee uh, Tech would got dis- discovered some of this. It's a, <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to read it. That sounds really really good. It, it was a fun it was a fun story to write. Uh, you mentioned faith a while ago. Talk. I know you're active in a church. You sing in the choir, but we were sharing off again offline, uh, mm-hmm. uh, talking about your faith and. Your sense of purpose and people uh, and coming here, like you said, it's uh, it was it was a spirit, it was a God thing. It, well, it was. We we uh, Jane and I had a dream to live in the mountains when we first got married. We've been married sixty one years now. Man, uh, we had a dream to live in the mountains, and uh, that didn't come about until thirty five years ago. But uh, so we were halfway, roughly halfway through our marriage, and. Uh, uh, and suddenly we wind up in Cookville, Tennessee, in the mountains. So <laughs> pretty wonderful. Uh, I sing in the choir. I'm a I'm a bass, but I'm a filler bass. Uh, filler bass. A filler bass is a bass that has no natural vibrato. He sits between two good voices <laughs> and just sort fills of fills it. in. <laughs> I have never heard. I've never heard that. Well, before. that's my that's my definition. Okay, that's a good one. That's good. <laughs> You know, you mentioned your family, y'all. Uh, we, we, you, uh, your son, uh, retired executive with Disney. Talk, mm-hmm. loved, especially with all the things that have been going on in the world and country. Well, it, it was, it was a surprise. I, we came from Florida in 1988 and uh, lived here, just the two of us, for well, as our when our kids were in Florida raising their families, and suddenly their families are raised, and uh, uh, Trevor decides I'd like to move here. Trevor and Mady moved up, uh, and uh, he uh, retired. He decided to retire early from, from Disney. He was executive vice president with Disney. Wow. And, uh, and he, he said, no, nah, I've had enough, and, uh, uh, and so said goodbye and, and just moved up here full time, bought a farm and, and loves it. He's really active in – he and Mady or Mady set up a, a program called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's the Cookville operation, part of, part of it, or this nationwide program, mm. to build beds for kids who don't have beds. They're, the slogan is uh, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. Wow. And, and it's a great – they've done over 500 beds, uh, and uh, the 500 kids, they're not sleeping on the floor anymore. And, in our area, and um, there are people still sleeping on. That surprised me. That surprised really me did. in this day and time. I, yeah, I didn't have that depth of problems, and uh, and it and it surprised me, and it, and I'm proud of what they're doing. Uh, Donna, our daughter Donna, moved up. Uh, she, of course, both of them have been up here a lot, and they uh, sure. knew Cookville. They liked Cookville, uh, coveted Cookville. But uh, but they couldn't get here until uh, until she finally reached the point where her family, uh, you know, the, the whole thing made it so that she could she could move up and she so she lives here in Cookville. Um, she does accounting uh, for nonprofits. It's kind of a special field. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, uh, and uh, and Trevor Mady doing Sleep in Heavenly Peace, and then our Trevor's son uh, Jake uh, just moved up, got married after the day after Thanksgiving. 
And the, the two of them moved to Cookville, and he's working for W&O Construction. So I'm, I'm delighted our family's just kind of building up around here. And my, You know, Rick, you have something most people would really like. You've got the Waltons here. <laughs> no, your family. It's true. Uh, yeah. t- if you don't mind, tell them that story of Trevor, and he, he was up here a lot, and <laughs> Disney called him one. Just tell them what – well, that's he, a great story. I, Trevor really – you should really get the story from Trevor, but uh, but the way Trevor told me, he was uh, he was here uh, working on his farm. This was when Disney closed up for during COVID um, and the COVID crisis, and uh, he was working with Disney from here. Um, and uh, he uh, he got a call from his boss and uh, said that we need you back down for a few meetings and such. And Trevor. Said okay, I don't particularly want to, but he he headed down and we got about as far as the Quachi Valley and uh, called his boss and said, I, "I'm not coming down." And he <laughs> says, I, "I think I'm just going to retire here." And his boss finally said, "Well, how about work for another year until your next birthday and take over Asia?" So he said, "Okay, Asia from Cookville." So that Cook, was Asia, Cookville to Asia. <laughs> he, he he wasn't traveling to Asia anymore. So. He just uh, he he just managed the programs that were there. Cookville to the moon. I mean, we you, you, from from Cookville, we we've gone places. Oh, gracious! Yeah, we have a lot of space junk out there. But uh, well, I believe you have fulfilled uh, what I said at the start of the program. I, I you're a good friend. Love you and your family, Jane. But I've learned a lot today about Rick Larson. I look forward to. Uh, Seeing and hearing about your next uh, next great adventures because you've got a bunch <laughs> of stuff uh, going on, but it's uh, it's really good. Anything else you want to uh, to talk about as we finish? Uh, State of the uh, NASA. We mentioned that just well, for a few seconds. There We're, are a lot of there are a lot of programs that are going on with NASA now. They're they're going back to the moon, but it, the, from the latest information I hear is that they're kind of pushing it back, which is. Uh, something that happens every time we go to the moon, uh, but yeah, the cycles and yeah, the cycles of business cycles that that come up. Well, what a great time! Good to see you again, George Hawford, Local Matters with uh, a man for all seasons, Rick Larson, former C- retired CEO of Flexio.